Wait, what do you mean it's over? Hello? How can I help? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Parties Over Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley, and I'm currently noticing I sound not the most appealing, so I apologize if you listen to me sounding like I'm plugging my nose the whole time. Well, I was going to say, you can tell that we're recording this in real time because it's allergy season, baby, and things are blooming, and I am having a hard time breathing. And Parker loves... um, Loves to open the windows, which I do like, but also then I can't breathe. Yes, I am the same way. And I'm like, yeah, let's have flowers in the house and let's do this. And I'm like, I can't even function. No, I'm dying. Do you have a life update before we start our topic? I guess I just wanted to update everyone. I did finish my laser hair removal on my armpit. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to say... That it was the best decision that I've ever made, probably, in my life. So, yeah, yeah, real game changer. I'm going to continue doing some laser treatment, so stay tuned. But my brother's fiance, Lily, is like halfway through the podcast episodes. So she always texts me like, oh, right now you're starting your laser treatments. Like, are you still doing that? And I'm like, yep. And she'll be like, right now you and Ashley are getting ready for the bachelorette party and I'm like it's it's like hearing her talk about where we were like she knew I was doing that at that time but she's like hearing us talk about it I'm like oh that's kind of fun that is so funny I thought you were gonna say she was getting done I'm like oh I didn't know that she was doing that no no yeah I am very happy for you thank you so okay Liz was it painful how painful one to ten I sound horrible um I wouldn't call it painful I would call it like either like literally what people describe it as like getting smacked with a rubber band or like a sting, but it didn't hurt. I don't, I don't know. So I would say like a three, but I don't know about my pain tolerance because I've never had a lot of pain either. So (laughs) that's funny. I was just thinking that that about, I was listening to uh, the skinny confidential and they were interviewing a Navy SEAL and I was just realizing he was like you just got to think like I just got to get to lunch I just got to get to whatever and I was just realizing like I have not endured much hardship in my life isn't it funny that we have probably like I've had those thoughts like just got to get to lunch today like just got to get to five o'clock then I get to go home and it's like what am I really doing yeah no I'm just like this guy's like yeah our friends pee on us and it's a treat because you're so cold and you just are like, you don't care that it's your friend's pee. You're just so happy that they're peeing on you so you can stay warm. And I'm like, um, I have literally done nothing in my life. I feel like I, yeah, I never even broke a bone. Like, I don't. Neither. Not very adventurous. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> and like, part of me has this, I was just telling Parker too, part of me has this dystopian, I don't even know if that's the word, but like, I have just this thought in my mind that like, I could do anything and I've barely done I can, I'm like, really, Ashley, you have this thought that you can like, I don't even know, go to law school or something silly, whatever. That's just something funny like that. Or like, I'm like I could do whatever, like if I needed to, like I could build that thing. I could do this. And I'm like, mm, I can barely get through a nine to five. Like I literally am like, oh, I have to go to a therapist. 
<laughs> I'm like, I'm so tough. I could do anything. No. You could. Um, okay, anyways. So today we're going to talk about maybe this is, it's not really related, but we had you guys vote on our story and I put it on my story and we are going to talk about realizing you're on a different path. And as we post this, we realized it could be interpreted a few different ways. So it could either be interpreted as realizing you're on a different path from your friends and your family. Yeah. Like maybe your friends are all married and starting to have kids and you are focusing on your career and yourself. So, okay. Or you could talk about it yourself. So maybe you thought you would get married and have kids, but you're actually going to focus on your career. Yeah. Like maybe you said, I will definitely example I would have used. So this is so far. Well, Maybe you're like, oh, I'll have kids by 24. And then you're 24. You're like, I will not have kids by 24. I'm living my life. So you're on a totally different track than you thought you were on. Yeah. So we're going to talk about it in both ways and in different things than just about kids and career too, guys. So don't worry if that doesn't apply to you. I would say probably we should start off talking about ourselves because if you really think about it, thinking back myself, thinking about in high school where I thought I'd be today, totally different. Also, we went to college and both changed our majors and probably came out of college thinking we would be in way different places than we are right now. Yes, we've both changed our paths a few different times. And I think the biggest thing for me has always been to, I've always had a hard time too. Like I get really attached to the path that I pictured myself on. And I will say this, I've said it a million times in every episode, my path has never strayed super crazily. Like I think of some people that have lived like 10 different lives. And I think a lot of it has to do with your significant other, like who your significant other can literally change every, like whoever you're dating can change your entire life because you are essentially like a different person in each of those, or maybe not a different person, like you could be a different person if you wanted to be in each of those and have like a completely different routine. So like you could meet someone who is filthy stinking rich and the next day your life changes and you are swept away on a private jet. Like that's, that could happen in like, the, you know, two years of your life, then you could break up and then you could meet someone else and they want to move to San Francisco and you move there. Do you get what I'm kind of going with this? And like, yeah. they were really right. into like outdoorsy stuff. So you become really into outdoorsy and then, you know, or on the opposite, yeah, and on the opposite end of that, like you could lose someone, like not to be morbid, but like death is a thing, and that can just alter your path completely. And sometimes you just have to do things that you have to do. Yes, yes. Well, hold on. Okay, wait. Let me go back to the alive people first. All right. So, <laughs> okay. So what I mean by that is like. Some of all of these people can have 10 different lives because of who they dated. So your path changes a little. I do agree with you. Like I didn't really have a clear path for myself. Like I just think like when I think about my younger self, thinking about my future self, it was kind of just like I didn't know that I would like working or like what kind of job I would like or where I would want to live. Like I didn't have it something that I was like, I'm dying to do that. Like that's my goal. So I feel like I am on a path, but I don't think that I planned out the path. And I think definitely, like you said, when I got into a relationship, like then I could have a more clear, like, oh, this is 
where my life is likely heading. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what I mean. I've always had a very clear vision on like what my life is probably going to look like. And it stayed in line with that, you know, like it's really not shifted too much. So I think for me, if I'm a person like that, it's a little, it's almost harder for me to make sure I'm like still on the path because I want to be on that path. So I think for me, what I really have to do is being really in tune with myself. Like I've noticed a few shifts of like just my interests. We can talk about this, like my interests of what I'm interested in versus other people. And I've felt um, that really, really recently in my life. And I have been really struggling with that because I get really like um, what I was going to say before, like attached to the path that I had pictured for myself. Like, I'm like, Oh, I don't want to like let go of that path, but I kind of need to follow this one, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's almost kind of like moving on from your past or like literally maybe like graduating college. You're like, I don't want to be in that next step, but you know, you have to be. So it's like knowing this is where my path is taking me. This is what I need to do. But, but I always wanted to do that other thing. This is like a very, very, very silly example. And I don't even know if it aligns, but for example, I spent my entire life going to campgrounds. Okay. My whole entire life. Like that's what we did as like our summer thing. We'd get in a camper, go for the weekend. And like, that's the foundation of literally like Parker and I's relationship. Also, like that's how like our family started spending time together. And more recently I've been like, I don't think I'm going to be going to campgrounds a lot as an adult. And literally that makes me so sad, but I'm like, I can't envision that for myself. This is like so off topic, but I'm like, this is kind of what I mean. I'm like trying to figure out, do I just go? Cause I thought I'd be a person that goes to campgrounds or do I let myself understand that? Like, I probably won't like, I am scared of mice. There's usually a lot of at campgrounds like silly things like that okay I I'm really going off the rails here but no but I know what you mean because I thought I guess I thought I would be traveling more and that would be kind of my part of my path and obviously I haven't gotten to travel the last two years so it was kind of like I had to restructure my life based on my routine and be like just happy living it like liking the area I live in rather than like traveling so much no I I totally get that I've gone through that too and like that's kind of why we started the podcast like part of it was because we were trying to make our situations work for us so okay well it sounds like the first step is literally grieving and like grieving what you thought you might do do you think the listeners are used to us being like sad about moving on or or what (laughs) (laughs) also like I will go camping I just mean you know my kids probably will not be raised at a campground like I envisioned they would my whole life like I it's my best memories and I'm like beating myself up that I'm like oh my god I'm not gonna give my kids that but I don't I'm if I'm being realistic I like I was just looking for this weekend to see if Parker and I could go camping and I was like "Mm, I want to really does it really feel like something something that I want to do I feel like I want a bathroom and shower so like I'm just really mad at myself for being a snob is really what I'm getting at how do I can you guys let me know how to shift my path to stop being a snob because that's exactly what I want to do yeah I like a place with a bathroom I also like to sleep in my own bed 
oh, I hate this. I literally hate this about myself. Okay. <laughs> I figured I'd find a way to just stick that in there because you guys are my therapy session. So, okay. It sounds as if the first step here, everyone, is letting go of what you maybe thought for yourself. And we're using this on very small scales, but well, this is a good one, like traveling. You are letting go of what you thought your life would look like. And you just need to, you owe it to yourself, I think, to try and like test out that, like try it, like try being the person you're getting like pushed towards, you know, like try being the person, like if traveling, if things keep not working out, not working out, not working out, like try and see what it's like to stay still for, you know, a year or so. What's that? Great, great example. Also, I feel similar about like, I was always like, I don't think I would ever want to work for an agency. Like I said that a lot of times, like I was like, I want to be a part of a company, like all in on that one thing. And then my life keeps being like, you should do this. You should do this. You should do this. And then I do it. And I'm like, oh, I like oh why did I like that? <laughs> yeah. It's, I think you just have to like, so it's part, everything we really talk about on the podcast is being really in tune with yourself and your emotions. And I will say this and I will say it till the freaking cows come home. The easiest way to do that is get off your phone. The more you consume, the less in mm. touch you can get with like actually what you want. So, you know, did you being, see- taking a few minutes to like get in the zone? I, are you talking about Emma Chamberlain? No, I was getting, well, yeah, but did you see, I sent you a TikTok made us get off your phone. Me. Did you see that TikTok I sent you? It was this sister posted a video of her sister and said, going on a two month trip to Europe. And my sister left her phone at home to get the full experience. Yes, I did see that. That was very funny. Yeah. So if you're getting a lot of friction in the way that you always pictured your life, you, you know, you have a fear of mice. (laughs) Okay. You like to pee in a toilet, different things like that. You, I'm going to try and use a, maybe a different example. Yeah. Um, I, okay, we'll, we'll go into this after try and just test out where you're going towards. And on the other hand, there was a point in my life where I tried to force a shift. I was like, I'm going to just change paths, like boop, 180, uh, received a lot of friction on that end as well. Emotionally mentally um anything else that affects my brain and um so you know on the other end of things being be realistic okay understand who you are and like you know for example let me just say this here what this means I'm gonna use this in these the same analogy if I'm not a camping person I probably shouldn't pack my bags and go on a month-long hike camp backpacking you know so don't just don't 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 force it um it's good for growth maybe but you may have to like take one step forward and then you may have to recover from the 10 steps you took back yes so if like Liz quit her job and decided you know what I'm gonna quit my job backpack all across Europe because I need I'm a travel person I travel and then she like loses her house her boyfriend her um job it's a bit dramatic but we hear where I'm going with this maybe yeah and I also want to say that it's okay to not have a I'm gonna do this by this age I'm gonna do this by this age and feel that disappointment if you don't do that because well just speaking from personal experience like I have not mapped out my life like that it seems to be working out okay check in with me when I'm 40 but 
having like set timelines for for yourself sometimes puts like makes you feel like you have to do something at the time rather than when you're ready to do something. Ashley? I hear you, girl. I hear you, okay? It's a lot at this age. I will say that. There's a lot going on. You got, uh, you know, the whole marriage thing, the career thing, the biological clock part of the kids thing. Like, that's that's a whole thing. And, I mean, I know it sounds crazy to some people that we're talking about this right now. But, like, some people planned on their whole life having four kids, okay? If you want four kids, you have to start. I don't want four kids. But I'm just saying, if you want four kids, like, it's not unreasonable for someone to be stressed out at the age of, like, 20 something mm-hmm. about their biological clock. So it's a lot to kind of consume and like figure out what to do at this age. Yeah, I think, okay, so we've grieved our first, we've grieved, you know, coming to terms with, and you don't have to let it go. Like it could come back. It just might not be the time for you for that path. Like your path could overlap and come back to where you pictured it for yourself. But if you are noticing a shift, move one step towards that, that shift in that path. You know, if you're Liz, you apply to the the agency job. You just apply to the job or like talk to someone that works for an agency. See if they like it. If you, and you just, you do that first step, see how it goes. Um, And then from there, I think you just take things slow and like really check in with yourself. Because like we said, sometimes you can go on autopilot for a little bit. You're like really busy. You're just grinding away on your phone after, you know, you come home after work, you do what you got to do. And you sit on the couch from five to nine sucked into TV or your phone. And you're not really realizing what your life actually is. So really like taking account of like, who are you spending your time with? What are the things that lift you up? Like, do I feel aligned with the path that I'm on? And have I been feeling better recently since I've started taking these little paths? Or have I been getting friction from that as well? Yeah, go from there, see what happens. And then on the, you know, if you're, when we talk about the topic of your friendships or your family, you start to notice are on different paths. That is a very tricky one, I think, as well. And that one, oof. I don't know. I may have a little bit more to speak on it, but it's a tough one. Yeah, I I think um, just from my personal self right now, like everyone I know is pretty much married or engaged or half my friends probably building a house and I or getting a house or getting a house. Yeah, Yeah, I think that can sometimes make people grow apart, but I think it keeps things interesting. So I think you can be on your own path. And I've always felt like I have a little bit different interests than the people that I hang out with, but I think it makes it fun. Like it keeps the, gives you something to talk about. gives you something to learn from. You don't want to be doing the exact same thing as everyone all the time, but it does make it hard to relate. And I think it's just something that you have to work at if you want to work on that friendship. But especially at the later twenties, like everyone is kind of on this, your own path. And then I feel like early thirties, you like link up again and you're all at the same point, but it kind of strays away for a little bit. Or even like, I remember with some of my close friends in high school, like we all went off on our own paths, like throughout college. And then we kept up, but it wasn't like we were hanging out a ton or seeing each other for like years. 
And then we all got kind of back on track. So if you find yourself straying away from those friends, it just might not be the right time for your friendship. You all might need that time to grow separately. And then you can always come back together when, when you need that person. I love that. I think that's the perfect example is talking about it in college, because I think right now, I think what we will start to notice, or at least I'm noticing in my life right now, there's a very, and I think it's obviously only going to get like more heightened as I like start to have a family of my own or whatever, but things start to move towards like what's, what friends are easy to hang out with. Like your family is really maybe a little easier to hang out with. Like my brother dates someone that I get along really well with. So like, that's a really easy, like I can kill two birds with one stone where I have a friend, like I'm hanging out with my family, like check and check. And right now when life, when you're in this like stage of late twenties and whatever you're for people that do have like families or busy careers, whatever it is, you need easy friendships at this point. And that might be location. Like that might be convenience. That might be similar life like what's going on in their lives. Like if they have similar careers, if they're building, if they're moving into a house, like you can hang out and go furniture shopping or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe like like your, your, both of your partners get along so you can like half the time, free time you have to hang out. You don't have to, but like, I want to hang out with Kyle. So if Kyle can get along and it's another couple, that's likely what we're going to be doing again, two birds and one stone, what you said. Right. You, you really are doing something that has, Like whatever is more convenient and that might not be the friendships that you had in college or in high school. Like those people might be in much different stages. Like someone who's single, it's maybe they don't, you know, if you're trying to hang out with your boyfriend, husband, and like a friend, it's a little harder to do that with someone who's single, but you need those two birds, one stone, you know? Um, So I think it's important to realize, like, if you have a friendship that is really important to you, for example, like Liz and I, we're not just like friends that will ebb and flow. Like that's not really something we've decided is okay for us. Like we may ebb and flow in the sense of like, you know, really, really close. How does this like, like really we talk on the phone eight times one day and the next <laughs> day we don't talk. And then we have a lot of stuff that we have to talk, catch up on. <laughs> well, we didn't talk today. Okay. I just laughed Or I time. think this is the most unique thing about our friendship is like we talk every day during the week and then on the weekends we have our own separate time away from each other and then we reconvene and catch up about it because we lead very separate lives but when our lives can come together it's the best no I would say like establish your friendships whether like are you okay with this being a friendship that might ebb and flow and you might come back to them in a couple years and you only stay in touch once every couple of months Or is this a friendship that you are not willing to lose? Because this is a stage of life where you can really notice yourselves going on your separate paths and it can just like get swept away very quickly without you even realizing it. Just to add on to that, I think it's important to not like, oh, we're going on separate paths. I'm going to write them off. Like there are people that like, it's just, we're not, as close as we used to be, but I look at them and I like still feel so much love and want to support them and excited to see what they do with their future, even if they're not necessarily like my closest friend right now. So I don't think it has to be like our friendship ended, but it's just like, you can be the 
like their fan forever and you can always like catch up with people it's like a high school reunion like you grew away from those people but when you see them it's still like we had that huge moment of life together yeah I think so so you really make sure that you know there's a difference between someone that you plan on like doing life with and if that if this is also very similar to understanding if this is if you're getting a lot of friction with it it may not be who you are supposed to spend life with and do life with as a friendship like that, like side by side. And you have to be okay with that. But I think really like establishing, can I hold on to this? Like, is it just a matter of like putting an effort or is this actually something that like, isn't going to withstand the test of time? Um, And if it is there, that's a very different thing. So let's say it is. And let's say, Liz and I have decided like this is a friendship we want to keep going, but it's we're getting a lot of like we're on different paths. It's really tough. Like I spend my weekends digging in dirt, let's say whatever, building a house and like whatever Liz wants to go travel and stuff. And I'm like, I can't travel, Liz. Like I literally have to be here every single weekend. I can't even see you right now, to be honest with you. And when we talk on the phone, I'm talking about like what cabinets I should do. And she's talking about like what's going on at work or like what's going on in her friends' lives. So these might sound like two very different things. What do we do? I would say, and I feel like I'm the one with the least amount of changes that have, or like updates in all of my friendships, but you and all of my other friends are like building and doing all of these like huge life altering things when we get together and it's like, what's new with you? And it's like always something crazy. And then they're like, what's new with you, Liz? And I'm like, oh, ah." and then I have to try to like reach to come up with something, which is fine. I'm, I am fine where I'm at, but I will say like the most minor thing compared to like, oh my God, we broke ground on our land and you and the other friends will always like treat whatever my thing is as important as whatever that thing is. And I think that's the most important important thing you can do as a friend is like not downplaying anything it makes you feel any better I've never even saw a difference in the things I just it's part of I don't even think see it as a big thing now it's just part of my life like it's just like oh, this is what's happening so if that helps at all but I think that's great advice I make a little notes app to myself here <laughs> I maybe shouldn't tell the world this but like I make a notes app for um, myself on like things that I want to remember when I do have kids someday on like that exact statement, because that'll be a similar thing. Like your kid takes its first steps versus like, I got, I don't know. I did well. How does this? Like my friend was being sassy to me. Let's just say, I have no idea. That's maybe not apples to apples, but um, let me think of a different one. My boss gave me a raise. Okay. Those seem pretty equal, but you know what I'm saying? Someone, someone who's living it may not see it as equal, but I think that's like a perfect example. Like just because your friend is like chosen to have children does not mean your other friend has to also live her life as if she's chosen to have children. Mm -hmm. I've said it before and I will say it again, like the house stuff. I chose to build a house, not Liz. Liz should not have to, which she does very lovingly and very nice I love like picking out cabinets I was just gonna say Liz does not have to spend all of her time like picking out cabinets with me or doing whatever like she I will say this 
Like she doesn't have to spend all her hard time doing this. But if she chooses to, I really need to make an effort to make sure I'm doing the same things that she wants to do, like go to a work event. Like if I, she's going to go there and help me clear, you know, pick up some trees, I better be at her work event. And you better be at that you know happy hour. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, exactly. And we've talked about that before, like trading off like, oh, this time uh, you are going to your friend's house to make it easier for them because they have a baby and you will just sit on the couch and hang out with the baby. And the next time maybe they have a babysitter and they go and do something that you want to do and just kind of like trading off to make sure you're still a part of their lives. Exactly. Like I just, my, I, I just totally agree with that. I know it is easier said than done. We'll see. And like your life can be like all, like when you're living something, it can be all encompassing. Like right now, you know, the house stuff, it's very all encompassing to me. I just like, can't think of anything else all the time. And I don't sleep (laughs) ever. And it's because it's all I could think about, but that isn't really an excuse. So like, um, I think you just, and then, okay. On the other hand of things, if this is a friendship that you are willing to ebb and flow with, I think that it's totally fine because you also need, if let's say you're the friend that doesn't have, isn't getting married or something, you might want a friend that doesn't just talk about, you know, their floral arrangements. That's why multiple sources of pe- people in your life. I don't know how I want to say that, but like, say you're having, say I would just like told Kyle all of my problems over and over and over and over. He would be like, I cannot deal with her. But if you, if I go to Ashley for my to talk about how I'm doing at work and she can give me advice and that's awesome. Then I go to Kyle to talk about problems that I'm having with the apartment or something. He would be able to handle that. And then I go to another friend that I can be like, oh my God, all my friends are getting married. What am I supposed to do? And they can be like, oh, I know. And like, just get all of your feelings out to different people and people that can relate. And that comes with knowing your friends and building that friendship and It doesn't always have to be one person that you need everything from and you'll meet people at work and you'll meet people at fitness classes and you'll meet your boyfriend's friends and, and you'll have ways to show all sides of your personality. I know that was all over the place, but you'll get there. Yeah. I think that is the most important thing to take from this is that you need to have like, I had a really hard time with this when I, our college friends, like they could all hear this and know, like when we all broke up, we didn't break up. That's not the right word, but like when our separate ways, like, and our friend group essentially like broke up because we were not in the same area. Like we didn't have a, a breakup in quotes, but we all went our separate ways. I was like literally, literally distraught. I'm like, I invest, I put all my eggs in that basket. Like, these are my friends. Like, what am I going to do? I can't picture like what I would do with people. Cause in college, I really did put all my eggs in that basket. Like I didn't hang out with my high school friends anymore. Like I didn't have anyone. And I think what I've kind of, um, learned from that is like understanding that there are seasons for everything and you just need to like I had a couple of quiet lonely months where like well I was kind of rebuilding my friendships that took a little bit of a toll on me but it's crazy how things that you just don't even 
like you can't see them yet, but they will, everything will work out. I now feel like fuller than ever in my friendships. And that you, if you had told me that years, like a year ago, two years ago, two years ago, freaking time goes by fast. I would have never believed you. And um, yeah, I am as in your venting thing. Guys, believe it or not, Liz, I like Liz has such a hard time believing this, but I have like three or four, yeah, like three people I really vent to a lot. And Liz is literally like, how is there anyone else that you could possibly vent to? Cause you vent to me so much. It's concerning. <laughs> it really is. I feel like I've, I've late, I feel like I've gotten as the years have gone on shockingly. I feel like I've gotten better. No, think of like, no, I think you've got in college. <laughs> in college, our lunch breaks. I mean, That's like true. we had like, more time together, so it's hard to gauge. I also wanted to say I don't really know where this fits, but after college, I have met like friends I have now that I'm very close with. I never would have thought coming out of college that there were still people that I was going to meet that would mean so much in my life. And a couple of them being older than me um, in their 30s. And they would say to me like, oh, just wait till you get, you know, to this age, like life keeps getting better and better, better and better. Like you're going to be so happy when you get in your 30s. And I'm like, you guys, like I am happy. Like we're living very similar lives like we're all doing these activities together like we're hanging out together like we live the same life we live (laughs) similar lives like maybe they're a little bit further ahead than me but we're enjoying the same things so I'm like that is a reminder that it can happen at different ages you can feel like oh this is where I'm supposed to be at your specific age and you don't need to be like oh when I get to that age like I'll be happy at that age like you can live the way you want to live I can act like oh, I, maybe this is what I'll be like in my 30s. But I don't know. I do think life gets better and better. And yeah, some people th- find it sooner than others. I think um, as our like, as we get exposed to more and we consume more like knowledge and content and advice and stuff, I think we also start to like learn life lessons a little earlier. So I'm very curious to see what people even younger than us. Maybe the pendulum will swing and they'll get too much and they'll be like, I'm figuring out for myself. But this I'll, we'll do one final little segment here and then hopefully you got something from this episode. But in case someone was interpreting this as, you know, the topic of they expected themselves to be married with kids in a house at 24 and they're realizing their path doesn't look like that or reverse they like we've said, um, what advice could you speak to that? I would say don't tr- create one path for yourself in your mind. You could be someone who has been single for a long time and you think, I'm always going to be single. This is my track for my life. I'm going to move around. I'm going to be the fun aunt. I'm going to do this. And then one day someone's going to pop in and be like, that's not going to be you anymore. So you kind of have to think like, maybe someone will come around. Maybe I'll be single. Maybe I'll do this and kind of keep in mind- keep in mind exactly what it is you want out of life. Like maybe it's just to be happy, to have a really good routine, to love your job. And like those things can all happen. But if you had like, I want to be married by this age and you are, you can't find the right person, then don't just find a person so you can be married at that age. I guess that would be my advice. Like, I don't like to have one path clear in my head because I like to remember that it can always change. So 
having options, keeping it so you can adjust things and being open to realizing that that's not something you like anymore. The irony of all of this is like, (laughs) this is funny to think about is like the irony is that Liz like came to like, how do I say this? She was so flexible in college that she completely like derailed her thinking, not derailed, but like she decided I'm going to be okay and be actually more than okay. I'm going to be really excited about how I'm going to be the fun aunt who travels and is single and has nothing holding me down. Like that is me. That's going to be who I am. And I would, and and I would have been fine. I would, I think I would still be fine four years later or five years later out of college. If I was still single, I think I would be totally fine. I've filled my life and Kyle is the bonus in my life. The irony is that you got to be flexible and you just got to be not too attached to one thing. Always checking in with yourself. If you're happy doing what you're doing, keep doing it. But don't be afraid to just make little shifts. And you know what? I say that. But if something's really, really, really pulling you and it just keeps coming up, keeps coming up, just do it. Just you know, you got to do it because at the end of the day, if it's not the right thing, all it is going to be is one step closer to the right path. So, and turn off your phone, separate yourself for a minute, go for a walk alone, do some things in your routine alone. So you can really figure out who you are. And if those are things you want in life, or if those are just things your friends want in life, or if those are things that you're seeing online that you want in life. So Definitely take the time for yourself to figure out what what you want and not what your friends want or your family is telling you that you want. So that's my last piece of advice. Yeah, you guys, you're all where you're supposed to be. You'll figure it out. It's not that deep, says the one who thinks everything. You know what? I'm not even going to say it's not that deep because I actually don't even agree with I don't agree with that statement. I actually think we've been given one life to live. Everything about it is deep. That's really my philosophy. I get really frustrated when people are like, you overthink things. And I'm like, yeah, literally, I'm like, oh, I have, do you know how many hours we have on this earth? Yeah, I'm going to overthink it. Okay, leave me alone. All right, I'm going to do that. And good news for you guys, you don't have to overthink anything because I've already overthought it for you. And you just have to listen to this podcast. Right. And you can get all the over overthoughtness. You can get all my overflow. If anyone has anything they want me to overthink for them, send me a message. I'm happy to overthink for you. I'll sort out your whole, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what you should be thinking about when you're 10 years older than you are now. Oh, gosh. That's really how my brain works, everyone. Um, say a prayer for me before bed because I need help. <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> that was a good one. Let's go create our path. <laughs>